Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you are inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. Good to be with you once again. I hope you all had a had a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, time together, celebrating, and and now I I can't hardly believe it. We're we're in the midst of Advent. It just seems like like it was just last week that we were winding things down and beginning a new year. But here we are, and and uh, I I love the season of Advent. I love. Um, the time of looking forward uh, into the reality of the of the coming of the Christ child and and though we know we know what's going to be happening in a couple of weeks we can still have joyful expectation and it can still be a season in which God can speak to us in a brand new and fresh way if you take your Bibles and open them to the Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. The the overarching idea, the kind of the big idea that I want to communicate and hope to communicate to you this morning is that we have, you and I have eternal hope in Jesus, the light of God to all of the nations. And not only that, we can share that very hope. We can shine the light so that others may have it too. You and I have a wonderful, a wonderful responsibility, not only to be receivers of the hope that God has for us, but also to be conduits to other folks around us who need just a little bit of the hope that we have. And we can, we can thank God for that. We can thank him that he hears our cries and that he is attentive to our needs. He, we can be thankful that, that we can have the uh, audacity, the ability to realize the arrival of Jesus means the arrival of hope in our lives. And it is at times when we and in the midst of the most hopeless circumstances, can choose hope and the hope to see the light in the midst of the darkness that we are walking in. And we also can be, we and I can be the conduits, the one who shares the hope that we have with others. Um, today, we are beginning this four-week journey of Advent in the message series entitled The Best Christmas Ever. The Best Christmas Ever. And I know that's kind of a goofy, kind of a pop culture way to put it, but what makes something the best ever? Have you ever been in a restaurant and had a dish, whatever it might have been, and, and it was so good you made your remark, man, that was the best whatever it was that I have ever had. What characteristics or adjectives come with something that exceeds
exceeds our expectations, how does an event move from the ordinary to the extraordinary? Obviously, for many of us, this has not been the best year ever. For some, it may have been the very worst year ever, which is why I want nothing more for this year to end on a high note. And what a time for Advent for that to happen. For as dark and as difficult as things may have been, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. During this Christmas season, we celebrate the hope in Christ as we remember his humble beginnings and his miraculous, wondrous journey into the world. I'm reminded of Psalm 30, verse 5, where it says, Weeping may last the night but joy comes in the morning. And many of you, probably just like me, that old song, Hold on, my child, joy comes in the morning. So let us begin this extraordinary journey of hope, of, of peace, of joy, of love together. Let's, you and I, as we begin this journey together, let's, let's make a Let's, let's believe that, that this can be, despite whatever negative, whatever darkness, whatever uh, difficulties come into our life, let's believe that this can be the best Christmas ever. Our hope, our hope, we're talking about hope. The, the theme for the first week of Advent is hope. And, and our hope for you and me, and we know this, our hope is in Jesus Christ. Jesus' arrival was a great source of hope for all people. For centuries, God's people stumbled in darkness. They were tormented. They were defeated by the evil that was all around them. Many of us know what it feels like to be surrounded by darkness. All we have to do is look out into our culture today. It seems as it is getting darker and darker and darker by the day. We know what it feels like, and we know what it means to struggle with disappointment or discouragement, mistakes, failures, or even sin. It is hard to have hope when all you can see is darkness. We also know, you and I know, the best way to eliminate darkness is to expose it to light. When Jesus Christ came and through the miracle of the incarnation enveloped and embraced a human body and came to us as the babe in the manger in Bethlehem, prophecies of old were fulfilled and the world in a brand new way, found hope in the birth of its Savior. He is the light of the world, as we sang there just a few moments ago. He is the light of the world, and the darkness cannot overcome that light. No matter how dark it gets, it cannot overcome the light that's in Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 9, we read in verse 2 this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. 
And if you would, are willing, would you please stand for the reading of the scripture this morning? Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Father, we thank you. We thank you today in the midst of the beginning of this Advent season for the light of hope that is in Jesus Christ. And I pray today, Father, that each and every one of these good folks here in the sanctuary and those who are watching online, that, that they would know and they would experience a brand new infusion of the hope that only you can give us. I pray, Father, that this would be a season that we would know brand new the hope that you have for us. We thank you for what you're going to do in the midst of our time here this morning and in the days to come. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Isaiah was a prophet of God. Some would even say that he was the greatest prophet. And all would agree he was prophesying to a broken people filled with despair during one of the darkest times in Israel's history. When Isaiah prophesied, what he did, he offered through the inspiration of the Spirit, was hope, was hope to the people. Specifically that there would be light in place of darkness and that light would shine on those who are living in darkness. This is a message from Isaiah that we desperately need today because our world is in darkness. And we need anew the light of the world to shine brightly and give hope to us who are, who are, who are dwelling here in hopeful expectation. And, and we now know that Isaiah was prophesying about coming, the coming of Christ into the world. We also know that Christ, you and I already know that he has come once. And you and I are patiently waiting while we look forward with hopeful expectation to that day when he returns for his church. Now, I don't know about you, um, but I patience is not one of my spiritual gifts. It's just not. Um, I've, I've tried, it just, it just isn't. And as I think about all that God has in store for us after the return of Jesus, uh, I'm, it's even, God, there's an there's a eagerness. God, please come. Jesus, please come. Please come. But I understand that, that he is on his timetable and not mine, and that there's so much work left to be done before he comes again. As we journey together through this wonderful season of Advent on our way to Christmas, we, we first must acknowledge and recognize the hope that you and I share in Christ our Savior. He is the light of hope piercing through the deepest darkness. Christ one day will return for his church. And in the meantime, we trust that 
he will do exactly what he has said he would do. Our shared hope together is in Christ alone. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 12, it says this, and again Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations in him, the Gentiles will hope. And we read these, these words as well. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah is being quoted in Romans uh, chapter 15 uh, by the Apostle Paul, and it's pointing to the root of Jesse, the source of our hope. The, the, this allusion is to Jesus Christ, who is the only source for our hope. After quoting Isaiah, Paul gives us a mini benediction and exhortation. He prays that you and I would be filled to overflowing with joy and peace, with hope. Think about this for a moment. Our joy. Do you need some joy? <laughs> Do you need some joy? How about peace? Any of you need some peace this morning? We're just beginning the Advent season and Christmas season, and I made the, the daring decision uh, to go into a store uh, to the mall yesterday. And quite honestly, uh, they say that the, the, the earth has just surpassed, I think it's 8 billion people on the planet. And I'm pretty sure that all 8 billion of them were in the Eastwood Mall yesterday. And there was a lot of people. And, uh, and as I was remarking, you know, going and walking and doing, uh, going into this little place and this place, man, it is awful people out here. There's a lot, a lot of people. But the reality is our peace and our hope, that they are our peace and our joy would overflow with hope. Our joy and our peace increase as we trust in Jesus Christ, which leads to an overflow of hope through the power of the Spirit. Hope doesn't increase because of favorable circumstances in our lives nor does it decrease because of unfavorable ones. Hope resides in the person of Jesus Christ. So even in the midst of the deepest, darkest, uh, most difficult times of pain and loss, even in the times when we would not even think it, hope can overflow and our lives can overflow with hope. The difficulty, though, is to maintain a trust and confidence in God's plan for our lives in the midst of these times of difficulty. It's natural to have doubts, and it's not abnormal to be scared at times. After all, you and I are human. But the reality is there are times when we can be scared, confused, or even frustrated. But actually, that only means that you're human. You are, I want to give you some good news this morning. And all of your flaws and all of your failures and all of the things that, that you believe doesn't, that you don't measure up to everyone else, 
That is exactly the kind of human being that God sent Jesus, his one and only son, to die for. And on your absolute worst day, on your absolute worst day, Christ is for you. His light is shining on you. His light is piercing through the darkness of your life. The, the reality is, no matter what we go through, each and uh, every one of us need the grace of God. I heard it explained by a preacher uh, this way uh, one time. When it comes to the reality that each and every one of us need the hope, need the grace that, that God gives to us. And I, and I quoted just a moment ago about our absolute worst day. But even on your very best day, even on the very best day, and, and, and I've heard it and I've said it before, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you can say one of two things. Good morning, Lord. Or, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> and maybe on your very best day, you wake up and you say, good morning, Lord, and you read your, your scriptures for an hour, and you go downstairs and you see in the kitchen sink, especially during uh, Thanksgiving time, that your husband or your spouse or your roommate left a whole sink of dirty dishes for you to clean and on your best day you think to yourself oh bless God I get an opportunity to serve and you finish up the dishes and you go out to your car and you look at the begin to start your car and you realize that you have no gas and you think to yourself on your best day oh praise the Lord I get to go to the gas station and tell someone about Jesus even on that day we all still need the grace of God, and even more so on our worst days. So let me encourage you this morning. Let the Christ whom we proclaim live in you and also shine through you. It's important in all of this that when you give up your life to follow Jesus, something amazing happens. The material things you once thought you couldn't live without lose their, they lose their luster, their shine, their attraction. You truly become a new creation, as 2 Corinthians 5.17 declares to us, with new motives, new desires, and new goals. The Apostle Paul says it in this way in his letter to the Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As you and I, as we grow in faith, we begin to overflow with hope. Remember Romans, as hope comes pouring out of us in each and every situation that we encounter through any adversity, where do you think it goes? What is the purpose of overflowing with hope? The reality is our hope isn't just for us. We are called 
to bear the light in a, in a dark and desolate world? This is a question that you already know the answer to. But do you know the purpose of a lighthouse? It is a tower with a bright light at the top, located at an important or dangerous place regarding navigation on the water. The two main purposes of lighthouses are to serve as a navigational aid and also to warn boats and ships of dangerous areas. Hope is a whole lot like a lighthouse. Hope helps guide you and I, our hope in Jesus Christ, through uncharted, unknown, and dangerous territory. Hope not only helps us, but we get to share it with others through the overflow in our lives. In fact, the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 3, always, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. And Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 5, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a light stand and gives light to all who are in the house. Therefore, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You today, a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a lighthouse to a lost, broken, sinful world. And so, just like the old Sunday school song says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's time for us to not hide the light, but let it shine. Let the hope of Jesus Christ become so bright that others cannot help themselves to ask you what's going on. Let that light that shines in you, that light of hope in Jesus, help light the way for others. I'm reminded of that uh, song that Steve Green sang uh, several years ago. May all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe. And the lives we live inspire them to obey. We are lighthouses. So let the hope of Jesus Christ that we have in the midst of dark, dangerous, and, and difficult times, let it burn so brightly that others around us are affected. So the reality is, in order for us to truly experience the best Christmas ever, it must and has to be rooted in hope. There is no greater gift that we can give to those around us than the eternal hope of Jesus Christ. Nothing, nothing is more valuable. When we believe strongly that God will come through on his promises to us, and let me just insert this. How many times has God ever let you down? None. Let me answer that for you. None. And he's not going to. He always keeps his word. And let us be stirred to let our hope, the hope that we have, spill over into those around us. Choose hope this season.
choose hope this season and not just choose it for yourself, but let it be contagious. I found this quote from C.S. Lewis, and I truly, I truly love it. And, and I want to I relate it to you this morning. He says, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some people would think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. We are called to have hope in this world. It's easy. If we're honest with one another, it's easy to be overwhelmed by the state of our world. But don't lose heart. Just as Jesus himself said, in this world you will have trouble. Yeah! Nobody gets excited at that, at that. But I love the second part of that, that we truly can get excited. But even in the midst of the trouble that each and every one of us will invariably experience in whatever form or fashion it comes into our lives, Jesus himself says, take heart, I have overcome the world. Stop believing the lies that things will never change. Choose to find hope in the promises of God. Choose to believe that Jesus' birth changes everything, because it does. Each day we can be defeated by the darkness around us, or we can find victory in the light of Jesus Christ. Choose hope, and then share it with others. And I want to give you a little bit of a homework assignment this morning. This coming week, think about the people in your life who you spend the most time with. Your family, your friends, your co-workers. Maybe you see that person at the Starbucks or the Dunkin' uh, on a daily or regular basis. Think about those folks and consider ways that you can share the hope that you have with them. Our daughter Kendra, I talked about her uh, so often. One of her first jobs, she worked at Tim Hortons there in uh, Calcutta. And uh, one of the things that, that she would do, um, I don't know that they necessarily enjoyed it, but she did it anyway. <laughs> uh, she gets that from me is when people would order drinks, she would uh, mark on the top of it, Jesus heart you. Just a simple way to tell the person who's ordering the drink that someone cares for us. So this week, consider ways that you can share the hope that you have with those around you. And, and this morning, maybe you're thinking to, your, to yourself, man, I would love to do that, but, but I'm running low on hope myself. And if you're feeling like your light isn't shining as bright as it used to be, I want you to know that as we close this morning, we're going to pray for you and pray that God would reignite that fire within you. Hope, it's all about hope. The reality of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ can change everything. Choose hope 
and share it with others. Let's pray together this morning. Father, I pray for each and every one of these good folks. Lord, I pray today that, that they would know in a brand new and fresh way the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for, for us corporately and individually that we would, that we would choose hope. Um, I'm reminded of, of the quote from Christopher Reeve that, that, that says that once you choose hope, anything is possible. And so, Lord, I pray today that we would choose hope, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And then, Father, that we would choose to share that hope with others. And I pray today, Father, if there be one here who, who honestly would say, I would love to do that, but, but I'm running low on hope myself. The fire that once burned brightly is, is gone to uh, barely an ember. I pray today through your spirit that you would reignite uh, the fire of hope within, within us so that we can be the lighthouses that you call us to be, guiding those around us, but also, Father, serving as a warning to those around us as well. Help us in these days to be men and women who are filled to overflowing with hope, just as Isaiah says that those who lived in darkness have seen a great light. Father, I pray that the light of hope would shine brightly through each and every one of us in these days. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.